1: And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur
2: Idala. Filling in for Arthur Idala today is executive producer of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Joan Pelzer.
3: And we are live and local in New York City on Monday. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. And yes, it is Joni Pelzer. And I've got. Alex Garrett, Alex G., to those who How know him. How was your him, weekend, Joni? My weekend was a little bit uh, slightly slow because I got an allergy attack and migraine. How many of you have been suffering, I'm sure, from this allergy season?
4: Are you at all? Here and there. I had a little stuffiness this morning, not going to lie. So. My
3: sister-in-law tells me June 1st, June, the pollen will be over and we'll all be good. Even though it rained, I suffered all weekend long. Migraine central. The voice you just heard giving me my little promo, he may not be sitting across from us today, but Matthew Sambolin, otherwise known as Sambolino, is on the line with us for a very special reason from Florida. Hello, Matthew. Welcome to the show, Sambolino.
2: Hello and greetings from 89 Degree Orlando right now.
3: Oh my. So I understand you flew to Orlando Sunday and you flew back Monday, but you are in the middle of a quite a whirlwind day there in Orlando. Tell us why you're there. And it's very special for the station.
2: So I am here at the Orlando World Center Marriott, which is home to this year's National Religious Broadcasters Expo taking place over the next week. This is the largest gathering of Christian broadcasters here. We have some of our Salem radio hosts here as well, Eric Metaxas and Dennis Prager, who I saw earlier was broadcasting from literally the lobby of the hotel. But the reason why I am here is because our sister station, WMCA, AM570 and 102.3 FM, won the top award station of the year here at the NRB Awards.
3: Wow. That is quite an accomplishment.
2: It is. It's remarkable, and it was a team effort, and it's a great win for us. And congratulations to everyone at WMCA, including Jerry Crowley, of course.
3: And that's a local New York station, isn't it?
2: Correct. And and the fact that we were recognized nationally, nationally for this sport speaks volumes about the caliber of the content that we provide to our listeners. That is in the just New York fantastic. area.
3: And you are the director of operations for both stations, aren't you, Matt? Correct. So kudos yes. to Jerry Crowley, kudos to uh, you. And how many other people do we need to give kudos to? Name them.
2: Uh, Kudos needs to also go to Laura Schaefer and WMCA's program director, Kevin Cottrell.
3: Fantastic. And, hey, I can say I am producing a show on that station, The Legal Lowdown with Imran Ansari, which airs on Saturdays at noon. So I'm honored to be part of that family, too.
2: Airs Saturdays at noon on the award-winning WMCA.
3: award-winning. I love it. Do I get a bowl?
2: A bowl? Uh, Maybe a candy bowl.
3: A candy bowl? I'd could, love a candy bowl. Maybe I can
2: pick up a, a tchotchke at the airport for you on my oh,
3: way back. Oh, come here. on. we got to get a bowl. We're part of the family. Well, this isn't on a mat. Okay. No, all kidding aside, you work your butts off here at this station, and... It's supporting AM radio is a big deal, and we continue to do it, and we we love AM radio. Arthur supports it. He's listened to it his whole life. So I appreciate that you called in during a hectic time, and I know you're flying home today. So we will see you in person this week and congratulate you all in person. Congrats to the entire family.
2: Yes, thank you so much. Hold hold down the fort, Joan.
3: We're holding it down. We hope we're doing you justice, Matt. Always. I'm calling you Matt. That's so weird. All right, Matt, go back to your go back to your conference so that you can find and meet some more people and they can congratulate you.
2: Okay. Take care guys. Thank Take you care. for having me.
3: Talk to you soon. Well, Alex, that was amazing that Matt called us and that was kind of a surprise for me. You you set that all up, so thank you. Of
4: course. We have to go on the ground where Matt is, right? We because do. this is a huge deal for Salem Media in New York. Okay? It is. Massive deal and congratulations to Matt and the entire team of WMCA, including Kevin McCullough as well. Including, Ke-
3: yeah, I mean it's it's quite a big deal. So there's a few things. We're we're also a legal show. It's making the case for the city we love. So what we've got on the phone is our dear expert in the field, Padre Lou Idala, because I wanted someone who has dealt with criminal defense to come on the line as an expert. Obviously, Arthur Idala, who will be back with us live tomorrow, Tuesday, will probably talk a little bit more about this particular case. So Brian Koberger, Idaho murder suspect for four killings, four murders in Idaho. This happened back in November. He was arrested at his family's home in Pennsylvania in December. He's a 28 year old criminology PhD student. He was arraigned today in Lata County Court, Moscow, Idaho. Thank you for joining us, Padre Lou Idala.
5: Okay. Glad to be of some assistance.
3: I hope you can. So basically what happened, and I'm just reading this from the news, Mr. Koberger was expected to enter a plea today, but his attorney, Ann Taylor, said he was standing silent on the charges, leaving the judge to enter a not guilty plea. This was a vicious murder of four college students by apparently someone, this man arrested for this And we don't know what is going to be with this case. But we want to know from your perspective, what does this mean that he stood silent and the judge entered a plea? And what's coming up next? Because this arraignment happened. The court is going to hear the case for six weeks starting in October.
5: Okay. First of all, let's understand some basics with respect to representing an accused. The lawyer makes all decisions except in two situations. One is when there's an offer to plead to a lesser account usually. The attorney has the obligation to fully discuss it with her or his client. And it is the client and the client alone who makes the decision whether to accept that plea offer or whether to go to trial. The second time is when There is an actual trial, and the question comes up, will the defendant testify? Again, after speaking with her or his attorney, it is the client's decision alone as to whether that will happen. Of course, the lawyer will advise the client, but sometimes clients think they know better than the attorney and make a decision. Now, where there's a situation, for example, where the client is going to testify and perjure herself or himself, the attorney can't assist. All the attorney could do is, and it takes the uh, sir, you wish to tell the jury a story? Go ahead. And that's it. In other words, he cannot uh, be complicit in uh, the perjury that the client will commit. Now, at an arraignment, what happens is Simply this, it's a procedural thing. The defendant and his or her attorney are present for the court. The court will say in substance something like this. Mr. Attorney, have you and your client received a copy of the indictment? Yes, Your Honor. Have you had an opportunity to discuss it with your client? Yes, Your Honor. Do you want a formal reading of the of the indictment? And 99.9% of the attorney will say no. We waive. A formal reading of the indictment. And how does your client plead? And most times the attorney will say, my client enters a plea of not guilty. The fact that the client said what I think the attorney is a private attorney and maybe a female, uh, said, my client said to remain silent. The, that the attorney does not have to do. attorney could have said, we enter a plea of not guilty. Leads me to draw an inference which is pure speculation on my part, but it's based on certain things here. First of all, let's always remember we have to presume the defendant not guilty unless and until, if ever, his or her guilt is proven beyond a reasonable doubt. This particular accused was getting a PhD in criminal law, criminality, and it, what popped in my head is the thought that is this possibly a somewhat deranged, mentally deficient individual who thinks that he is going to be able to commit the perfect crime and get away with it, and is now going to basically be trying to direct the attorney how to conduct things as they go forward, okay? This is
3: interesting, Padre, Lu, because his DNA is said to be found on a tan leather knife sheath found next to one of the victims. He's also, his cell phone records apparently show him having been near this victim's home on numerous occasions. So there's a lot of supposed evidence.
5: Evidence there is. You don't have... Anyone who's eyeballing him at the time and then subsequently identifies him. Okay, you don't have. Yeah, uh, you know, he was not arrested until uh, weeks and weeks later. Correct. So you don't know whether there was a struggle, etc. But what is so disturbing here is the fact that it appears to be just these individuals who were murdered it was by pure coincidence, the wrong place, the wrong time. There's nothing, I understand, that shows that there was some animosity between the accused and these individuals. So it's going to be a circumstantial evidence case. I don't think there's anything about an alibi, because at least in New York, if there was going to be an alibi, the accused would have to notify the court and the prosecution about that, who could then check it out. So it's not an alibi, and therefore it may be that this individual says hey, they've got the burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt. This is just circumstantial. There may be a lot of innocent explanations. It may be faulty. And if they can't prove proof beyond a reasonable doubt with 12 people, I'll get away with the perfect crime. Also, I know if I were the attorney in this kind of situation, and, of course, after speaking to the client, I may have wanted to uh, have my client examined, Mentally speaking, because it seems like whoever committed this crime has something seriously wrong, uh, mentally speaking. Now, whether that would rise to the occasion of being, you know, suffering from a mental disease and defect, which rendered the individual incapable of understanding right and wrong, that becomes another factor. And the public should understand a lot of them think, oh, he's going to get off by. Raising insanity defense. That's not what happens. If a jury were to find someone not guilty by reason of mental disease and defect, that person doesn't walk out of the courtroom. That person is taken into custody and then put in a mental institution. He or she is institutionalized, and they're institutionalized until there's a consensus among the psychiatrists that he or she can be safely released into society. As we know, you know that, that that's not an easy thing, and and actually somebody could wind up spending more time institutionalized than, and I'm not, I'm not saying so in this case, than uh, if they were sentenced in a crime, because in this case, a judge can, if he's found guilty, sentence him. I'm guessing to uh, four life term. Sentences. Well, so, and apparently
3: but, so the uh, the October 2nd is the trial date. It's set now and it's supposed to last six weeks. And apparently prosecutors have 60 days from today to announce in writing whether they plan to seek the death penalty. So this should be an interesting case.
5: Well, Padre I'm, Lou, I'm, yeah, I am opposed to the death penalty for, for uh, reasons that no one else except myself has explained. Because we don't boil people in oil anymore. We don't draw and quarter them, okay? We don't torture them. What we do is give them what every one of us and our loved ones should have, a peaceful death. We've all been vaccinated. We've got injections. So what happens? Someone is put on a gurney. He or she is given an injection, puts them to sleep. You know, like Demerol right away, they're asleep. Like if you go in for an operation, they're asleep. Then they give it another injection in which... Uh, the heart stops. We know people who suffered suffered for a long period of time it's cancer etc. so why should we give the gift of a peaceful death to someone who has been found guilty of committing some atrocious
3: Act. Appropriate statement from Padre Lou Idella. Padre Lu, I am sure Arthur is going to request you come back on when we know more about this case to talk a little bit more about it. Thank you so much for honoring me with being part of our show today on Monday. Take care. Thank you, Padre Lou. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll go with Drew Davis.
6: Doors are being slammed in your face. And bad credit is holding you back from buying a house, a car, even getting a credit card. $99 can put your credit back to 720 or higher. That's right, just $99 per credit bureau. Bankruptcy, tax liens, judgments, and even late pays can be removed from credit reports by calling Ray's Webinar. Federal law allows you to challenge each and every item on your credit report. We'll recalculate your personal credit score for only $99 per credit bureau and rebuild your personal credit. Just be one of the first 10 callers. Take our personal credit challenge and get your credit score to a 720. 800 486 9020. Call now to recalculate your personal credit score for only $99 and rebuild your personal credit. Call now. 800 486 9020. Don't miss this great credit rebuild. Just be one of the first 10 callers. Call Raise Webinar now. 800 486 9020. That's 800 486 9020. Call Raise Webinar now.
7: Okay, folks! Exciting news from Connors and Sullivan. We all know that we need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, a living will. We know we need to address our estate plan. And how are you going to do that? Our friends at Connors and Sullivan are getting give you a free seminar and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Monday, June nineteenth at Buckley's Restaurant in Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, from eleven a.m. to three p.m. Tuesday, June twentieth at Delucas Trattoria, six one six Forest Avenue. St. Island, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, June 21st at the Greenhouse Cafe and 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, New York at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Thursday, June 22nd at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Friday, June 23rd at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And if you can't make any of these free seminars, call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. 718-238-6500. And as Mike Connors always said, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all.
0: Listen to AM 970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or
3: odyssey.com. You gotta love this song. Alex, tell us who wrote this song, or who sings this well, song. Well, the
4: Barenagian ladies sing this song, and you were like, well, what, what songs can you come up with from them? I'm like, Of course this song from the Barenaked Ladies. You gotta
3: have it. And it's kind of appropriate going into our next segment. Right now, we have on the line a friend of mine, Drew Davis, Concierge Sales Network of New York. This is the guy I go to when I want to find out what the concierges of the hotels in New York are doing and thinking. So thank you for joining the show for the first time, Drew Davis.
8: Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
3: I am so honored that you are here. And, you know, Drew and I actually met years ago through something called Visit Rochester, where we were both airlifted to Rochester, New York. And the whole goal was for business in New York to get to know business in Rochester. And then they did some happy hours and things down in New York City as well. So we got to know each other. And then we reconnected again through Broadway Association and Christine, Nicholas and A.B. So thank you so much for joining us today drew
8: my pleasure to talk tourism
3: (laughs) it's fantastic so there's a lot of talk arthur and i have been talking about this a lot migrants are coming in to hotels in new york the roosevelt hotel one big hotel famous hotel that was shut down during the pandemic a union house now houses migrants and it's a migrant center a visit center where they check in then Hotels on the Upper West Side. My friend moved in right down the block. The Lucerne Hotel on West 79th Street was a homeless hotel for a couple of years. And we would pass by and there would be homeless in the front, not always doing the best things. You've had firsthand experience. I wanted to go to the source to hear what's really going on. Is the news telling us everything or what can you tell us that we're not really seeing?
9: Mm
8: -hmm sure um okay my perspective over the whole hotel scene is since i started uh working for a visitor guide magazine for the hotels in december after 9 11. so i know scene recovery so um the hotels for years there's been before the pandemic and before the housing crisis now with the immigrants also making it worse is hotels had gone down that road a little bit before several years ago. Um, And so like, and then the, uh, and so the uh, Milford Plaza now called the, um, the row that also, I missed that little
3: jingle drew.
8: So the, the row hotel, which used to be the Milford Plaza was a giant hotel. That was also kind of in limbo in its development. And so they were taking people in. So there's been a trend the Roosevelt Hotel was supposed to be disclosed indefinitely and no one knew what would happen next. So there was an opportunity, since it was not being used at all, to say, well, if there's enough money, they'll reopen it. Um, but on the other hand, um, it's always as the news is overblown as to, like, all the hotels are, are, have all, you know, housing folks. The hotels are now busier than ever at record rates, record occupancy.
3: That is um, amazing to hear, Drew.
8: So it's been, you know, amazing. I mean, I've seen the prices over the years and people, they're, they're higher than high, they're sold out. Um, so the good news is um, with the pandemics, you know, subsiding and things recovering, it's been full on. The I mean, hotels are packed, um, retail restaurants, museums, attractions. Many people I talk to, because I work with the other activities that people do, is they're doing record-breaking business, whether it's, Selling watchers or booking parties—it's not 2019. It's bigger than ever. So okay, so that's the, been encouraging.
3: Okay, so the pandemic may have hurt the hotels, and we may not have seen a lot of people. But now they're coming back.
8: They've been back for a good year and a half, um, and now so more inventory opened up. So it's not just when it first started back. There were many people who weren't fully open—you know, a few floors, not all the rooms. But now it's like, as fast as they can open them, they're all open, because the money's there. I'm so, so
5: glad to hope, hear that.
8: Yeah, so during the pandemic, my hope was, since everything I worked with was shut down, um, was that when it does reopen, at least I can say for New York, not the rest of the world, is the pent-up demand will save us, which is exactly, my suspicion's correct, meaning people can get to go and have a good time, and so New York's on the top of that list for many folks. They wanna go, and then they, and they're actually, indulging more than ever, saying, you know, I haven't done it, had any fun, I'm gonna do it. Life is too short. We never have any fun. Who knows what's next? I better go to New York and I better go have a good time. Well and we hear thing. this
3: we hear this every week on Times Square Tuesday from Tom Harris. Yes. He talks about record number and I know you know him. He talks about record numbers mm-hmm. of people in Times Square. Is it let me ask you Drew, do you think it's the luxury hotels or is it all hotels?
8: Um, the luxury was first that I was hearing that they don't just want a room, they want a suite. Okay. So at the higher end, as always in any economy, the high end still spends, right? During all the these things we've had going on, you know, people who can afford to say, hey, I'll stay longer, I'm okay. And I'm going to just, you know, spend more money at a higher level, but it's really everywhere now.
3: And now, do Um, you see, so we know that the Roosevelt Hotel was shut down anyway, and it's a union house, and we know that their lawyers have talked about the fact that they, this made financial sense for them to be a migrant shelter. So what do you think that's Mm going to do to the hotel in general?
8: Well, I don't know what's going to happen with them, but I'm sure we will see, because the city is in such dire need of a place now, is they're going to look at and say, hey, Four Seasons, You you never reopened on 57th Street again, prime time, that's sitting going nowhere. They could probably got a phone call, too, saying, well, here's, you know, $300 million. Can we get a room? Right, um, right. There's other places that have issues, like the addition Times Square was closed. It was going to go out of business. And, of course, it didn't because somebody would take it over. They had financial problems, which many of these hotels did and still will have because of their debt and the investment. So, again, over the last 20 years of seeing the hotel's developers, the, as is real estate in New York City, the price to run a hotel and build a hotel has become so, so high that, you know, at $1,000 a night, they'll probably say, you are barely making money. Right. But the truth be told, uh, any business in New York, I've seen it, it just gets the cost of doing businesses. As you've noticed, when you go out to eat or do anything, you're like, how can it be that expensive? And it has to be. I mean, it's the high-rent district and everything has gone up. Um, the rules, the regulation, the cost of everything is through the roof. so... I got to say, my hats off to anyone who would still be crazy enough to run a business in New York City, because it's such an expense. It is. And, uh, I know everyone, and everyone thinks, oh, it's wealthy people. It's like you know, to do this. Well, thank God, because there'd be no place to go and there'd be no jobs. That's true. So, and you
3: had you had some direct country. experience with the Lucerne. I remember seeing it as a yes. homeless shelter, yes. and there were. I saw people in front doing not-so-savory things, but you had a a better experience more recently. Can you tell me about that?
8: Yes, sure. Yes, I remember hearing about how it was a bad scene over there around that hotel, and then recently, a few months ago, uh, I was going there with my wife uh, for our staycation, and I booked it, and then she reminded me, isn't that something, is it still something going on over there? And I said, I don't know. And as awkward as it was, I had to email the salesperson and go, hey, you know, what's going on? And you partially and because some of the hotels like the Row, it's a mix of people, tourists and, and migrant. Um, no, she's like, no, it's been a couple of years and we're, we're good to go. We've renovated. Everything's nice. And I went and I stayed and it was the Upper West Side. It was fine.
3: And I um, love that you did a New York City staycation and supported yeah. a local hotel and just observed a new neighborhood, perhaps.
8: Yeah, we do it uh, a few times a year. Uh, Next is our anniversary at the Beekman Hotel, which I'm super excited. Oh, my
3: God, and I love that hotel. Are you going to see a show?
8: Uh, No, probably not. I did an event at the the amazing restaurant, the uh, Temple Court, which not everybody knows, but they also have their their main bar, the uh, Beekman Bar is beautiful. That's an amazing piece of architecture, that
3: hotel. I love it. I love it. Well, Drew Davis, Concierge Sales Network of New York. I want to make sure I get this correct. You are an insider resource, and I hope that you'll agree to come on the show more regularly now that you've been a guest for the first time so you can give us more updates on what is going on because you do have the inside scoop.
8: Yes, thank you. I'd love to.
3: I appreciate it, and you were a huge supporter of my AMT Theater by helping us spread the word to the concierges of New York who loved coming to see the show. So I appreciate everything you've done, Drew Davis. Thank you so much for joining us on the Arthur I. Dollar Power Hour today.
8: Thank you so much. I, ho- I hope to be back soon. Thanks. You will for I sure.
3: Have- I hope so. Thank, thank you, sure. Drew.
8: Oh, thanks. So have a great day.
7: What does the perfect wedding entail? Just you, the love of your life, your guests, and the iconic New York City skyline. Sound too good to be true? Well, guess what? It's not. You can say I do with gorgeous views of the New York City skyline in the distance on board the Atlantis yacht of New York Cruises. New York Cruises is the premier unique wedding venue. They have a dedicated staff of experienced hospitality professionals who can provide you with wedding cruise event planning services every step of the way. Your guests will be wined and dined on the main deck, sky deck, and lounge deck with 360 degree views of the Manhattan skyline. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagements, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231. That's 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or just visit newyorkcruises.com. I have been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20 chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A college.edu you.
9: for you.
7: Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny bald smooth head. Hemp leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my My skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off.
0: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Filling
2: in for Arthur Idalla today is executive producer of the Arthur Idol Power Hour, Joan Pelzer.
9: Dollar.
3: And you are back on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. And I'm so honored that we are doing a Motor Monday with the lovely Lauren Fix. Welcome to the show again, Lauren Fix.
10: Thanks for having me. Yeah, last week you uh, had a guest fill in for we me. We
3: had an amazing guest who happens to have the last name that you have, Mr. Paul Fix the Third.
10: Yes, we call him the third because he is a third, but also my husband is a professional racer and and does some sort of uh, new stuff as well, but mostly racing. I love it. And so I got a good fill-in for me.
3: That was a fantastic fill-in. And what we decided is in two weeks after Memorial Day, we're going to have the two of you on together so we could talk about this whole Motor Monday as a family business because you all work together and play together. So I want to hear the details, how you make it work.
10: Yeah, and so Alex, five of us actually with my
3: son-in-law. That makes life exciting. Oh, and what's his name? His name is Chris Bailey. Chris. So Chris, and we've got Shelby, who's named after
10: Carol Shelby, the famous racer. For and those then who, also who know race cars, my husband and my son Paul, my husband's I love a it. second.
3: I love it, and I know yeah. you've got a little one that you're with that you get the pleasure of being with a couple of days a week. I was going to wait and mention her later, but I think I hear a little tweak here and there in the background. Who have we yeah, got with us he, today?
10: This, uh, this is Senna, after the famous Art Senna, three year, uh, three years in a row Formula F one racer, um, and all kinds of records. Uh, he had like 65 poles, pretty impressive, a Brazilian gentleman. But there's a lot of racers who have named their daughter Sona. I love S-E-N-N-A. it. And our little one's just under three months old. I
3: wonder if she'll be a race car driver in the future. We'll see.
10: I don't know. That left leg is going all the time. So it's a clutch, (laughs) clutch, clutch. Yeah, yeah. So
3: (laughs) Alex is in the house with us, and he played that fun Madonna song all about the stars. So I want to start out and just ask you, it's Memorial Day weekend is coming up in a couple of days. What should folks, you know, they're going to be outside. They're going to be in the stars. They're going to be traveling. It's going to be a little crazy. A lot of people are going to be driving. What should people think about as they're driving first, we're going to start with that and then we're going to go into what you've been driving lately and a commercial I saw for a Dodge Hornet. So let's start with Memorial Day weekend. What should people think about and look out for as they're driving?
10: Well, I think the number one thing they think about is their tires. And that's something that you can do before you depart. You should be able to do it on a regular basis. And that is check your tire pressure once a month. Now, the secret is to buy a five dollar tire pressure gauge for your whole family. You're not gonna use it more than one tire at a time, one tire at a time. So if you spend $5, everyone in the family can share the use of it. You can buy a $10 digital gauge if you want, but the dial gauges are more than five. I'm just not a fan of the stick gauges because they're just really hard to read. It's like a thermometer under your tongue. So once you've got your gauge, you open your driver's door on any vehicle and you'll see a sticker inside and that sticker will give you the correct tire pressure. Now it could be on the door, but also be in the door jam. So either way, you'll look at it and you'll get the tire pressure. Now, here's the key. You could have two exact Honda Civics from the same year, but different models. And they would have different tire pressures because it'd be either the wheel size is different or sometimes it's just different because of the design of the vehicle. So follow whatever it says for that specific car, open up the door, get the number, check the tire pressure all the way around. In the morning, when the tires are cold and you haven't been driving the vehicle, and that will give you the best life of the tires because tires are around two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars each, and the run flats are even more expensive. I've seen them as high as four, five hundred dollars each. And if you haven't bought tires in a while, you'll get, you'll definitely have sticker shock. So you want to get the best life of your tires. You want the best braking, and you want the best handling, and you want that especially when it's raining, or there's construction. You want to make sure that the tires have good tread, and you can get all of that by Checking your tire pressure once a month. Put it in your phone. Put it in your calendar. Say, hey, it's the, first of the month coming up. I'm going to check my tire pressure. And then, again, if you do it every month, you'll find don't let anyone tell you to adjust it higher, or low, or whatever. You follow what it says in the sticker in the door. Now, if you're hauling a trailer or you're putting a cargo container on the roof of your vehicle, I suggest you contact the dealer to ask them what the load rating is. And what that means is if you overload the tires and put a big cargo container on the roof of your car, that heavy weight will cause the tires to not do their job. And the car won't handle well, nor will it break or accelerate well, and it'll and not do well in the rain. So that's, that's where you want to find That out. is an, an interesting scary. point,
3: Lauren, because I see people putting bikes, like mountain bikes, on the roof or yeah, a kayak messy, no. or something on the roof of their car. So that does yeah. affect their tires, doesn't it?
10: Well, it affects the airflow, and it kills, kills the gas. Uh, the fuel economy. If you, if you can hang bikes on the back of your vehicle, it's the best place to do it. Really? You, have a kayak, you don't really have a choice. It goes across the top. So remember, anytime you stop the airflow that was designed to go around your car to get the best fuel economy, you put something on the roof, including those cargo containers, air goes around it. But if you become essentially a brick in the wind and you're stopping that airflow or reducing that airflow, what ends up happening is it costs your fuel economy.
3: You know, my cousin has one of those. I think the Hummer, like the the kind of like a big version of a Jeep, and he has a camper on the top. They can sleep on the top of his vehicle. What does that do? Because I'm sure a lot well, of people this summer no, are going to be doing that.
10: Yeah. Right. I know a lot of people that do that. That's very popular right now. And I always tell people it does hurt your fuel economy. Um, but if you could, sometimes they'll leave the camper pieces in the truck or in the car, and then when they get to their destination, they put it up. That's a smarter move.
3: Okay, good to know. These are all good tips for those of you driving, because I'm sure you're driving right now as you're listening to us. And I hope you're finding this information useful from our Lauren Fix. So, Lauren, I saw a commercial for the Dodge Hornet. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing this commercial and it looks like buzzing, 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 and they're all yellow. And I mentioned this before we started tonight. And I said, why all of a sudden am I seeing these commercials for this car I haven't seen in like years
10: Right. So the Dodge Hornet is basically it's got Alfa Romeo underpinnings, So it handles well. It has offered in a hybrid that's plug-in or gasoline-powered version. I have reviewed both versions on my Car Coach Reports website. So if you're interested in the Dodge Hornet, see more about it. It's kind of a neat car. I mean, it, it's one of those things. And there's also a GLH coming out, which is even more performance. But the Hornet's history uh but if you ever heard of the hudson hornet it depends how old you are from 1951 it was a performance model and they called it the fabulous hudson hornet and then it just the name disappeared in 54 because of sales that came back again under amc american motors again that's dating people wow. 1970 to 1977 that was an amc hornet it was kind of a big bigger sedan but Hornet's italian cousin is the Alfa Romeo tonale so they put the two together Dodge, we're moving all their cars, moving to um, SUVs. So you're not going to see the Challenger and the Charger and the Chrysler 300 again. It's coming to the end. Wow. And because the new owner is Stellantis, this is what they're doing. They know people want SUVs. I always worry when car brands do this because Ford's doing the same thing except for Mustang. GM's doing the same thing except for Corvette. And then ends up happening is suddenly everyone goes, you know what? I don't want an SUV. I want a sedan or I want a wagon. And there's nothing. And wow. if you want a minivan today, there's only four brands. That's it. Wow. you got Honda, Toyota, Chrysler with their minivan, which they sell a ton of them um, of Pacifica. And then, of course, you can get we'll go with the Kia Sedona, which is their people mover, their MPV, as they call it. But the Hornet's cool. The advertising is fabulous. Those women have to say they have fantastic advertising. Oh, it but, looks like a um, hot
3: car. I, I was, like, impressed with is, the advertising. Really.
10: It is, a it's a compact crossover, but the commercials are fabulous.
3: So wait, um, so you but, said it's but got it does some have a quick SUV. It's got some Alfa Romeo. You said the underpinnings, which would be the suspension. So maybe Arthur but would this, want one of these.
9: <laughs> uh, I, don't know,
10: I think he's more Tonale, uh, but but this is the quickest or the fastest, most powerful utility vehicle under thirty thousand dollars. So the whole goal in the Hornet is under thirty thousand dollars get people into vehicles, get good fuel economy, and offer them the driving dynamics that are improved to have an Italian flavor. Okay. But it's, it's definitely not this kind of car. Price point is uh, $29,000. Uh, if you go up to the RT+, Plus, which is a plug-in, you're at 45000 which is pricey because at 45000 in my mind, you're already into the entry level of Audi. Uh, you can get an entry level BMW X1 without a problem. And there's a lot of vehicles in that category. So I always tell people that i paint paying, you're looking forward Do your homework. You can check out our site. We've reviewed all of their competitors, and there's a lot of them.
3: Good, good, good to know. And what are you, Lauren Fix, driving right now? Or what are you driving this week? Or what did you test?
10: Okay, a couple of things. I have a, a brand-new 2023 Toyota Prius in the driveway. I have driven the Prime, and it's been uh, posted on my Car Coach Reports channel. The Prime is a plug-in. It's actually pretty impressive. If you've always thought, oh Prius, ugh, you know, drive the new one, go look at the new one, it'll blow you away. New styling, new center screen, pretty nice, easy to drive. The only thing about all these hybrid cars and the plugins that's missing is the driving experience, that flavor you get if you're a driver, you really enjoy that experience. It's easy. To listen, I just need transportation, and, and I, it's got to meet my needs for fuel economy. i going family places, I'm in time for all that. That's fine, too, because there's a car for every, as P.T. Barnes is a butt for every seat. Um, So what I drove this week or got to see this week was the brand-new 2024 uh, Toyota Tacoma. Now, that's a truck, but they have eight different trim levels, four different engine choices, three different cab configurations, new 14-inch center screen. So instead of me trying to regurgitate it all, I was lucky enough to capture the chief engineer for the Toyota Tacoma for 24, got him on camera, and I let him walk us through and tell us a lot of things that 99% of the other videos didn't even catch. They didn't even get it because this guy was so passionate. I just said, let this guy talk. Wow. And we kept all of his content because it was that good. Oh, I so love if you're thinking it. about a pickup truck and you're thinking, which do journey do, do I do? VR2? Maybe you get a Frontier. I'm going to suggest you go check out. Our Toyota Tacoma video. You I, might have want to one. I have to Pro find out. My brother got a car. I have to find
3: out what my brother just got. He got a pickup truck of some sort because my nephew plays lacrosse and he wanted to be able to put all the gear. So, you know, it's not easy to fit gear for lacrosse practice or for lacrosse tournaments in a car. True. Very true. true. You know what I wanted to ask you? So, I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, and I'm mentioning it again. My uncle, Unky, Uncle Frank on Long Island, is helping with a charity event. It's called Wheel for Wisdom to benefit Daughters of Wisdom. It's a car show, including 19 mm-hmm. different categories from the 1920s through today. And I mentioned to you, his, uh, he and his wife met because he belonged, he has a 1932 Plymouth. He belonged to a car club, and he met her father. And her father introduced them and they got married. And it's just such a beautiful oh. story. And you had told me you met your husband through cars.
10: Yes, I did. I met him at a cruise night. I parked my nineteen eighty-five Mustang GT all modified out next to his sixty-six Shelby. We started talking and I asked him out and we went to a drag races for our first date. That was in nineteen eighty nine. Oh my so gosh. 35 years.
3: My father yeah. used to drag race. I think it was on uh I don't know, Bell Boulevard or something in Queens. My father used to drag race. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so my uncle's car cl- I wanted to mention it, Wheels for Wisdom to Benefit Daughters of Wisdom, Saturday, June 10th in St. Mary's Church, East Islip, right in New York, Long Island, New York, 11 a.m. Go to daughtersofwisdom.org to find out more. It's a charity. They're going to be awarding, 19 different categories from the 1920s through today stock and modified, which honestly, I don't even know what that means. Do you know what that means?
10: Yes, I do. <laughs> stock is, means that you bought it from the factory, even touched it at all. Modified means what I do to cars you put different wheels on, you put a wing on, maybe you put a you change of paint, or you, you make this vehicle look different in some way or perform better. That would be modified.
3: Well, too bad it's not closer to Buffalo, New York, and you could attend.
10: Oh, I would if I could this weekend. I will be at a car show here in Buffalo, New York.
3: Excellent. Excellent. Well, we look forward to hearing from you in two weeks after Memorial Day with you and Paul Fix back. And thank you for joining us, Lauren Fix, on Motor Monday.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. Have you ever had a legal question about elder law or estate law? Every Wednesday night during Kevin McCullough's show, you'll hear from Mike Connors himself of Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law, answering real listener questions. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors@gmail.com at gmail.com or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer, and Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570, The Mission.
7: Let's go on a trip. My friend and morning show host Joe Piscopo has teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer to our AM 970 audience, a special Perillo tour with Joe Piscopo. Three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by Joe Piscopo, which is so much fun. Then fly to Sicily and spend four nights in Taromina with day trips like Siracusa, adorned by Greek, Roman, and Baroque architecture. Next. Taromina's Godfather Tour. Visit the medieval villages of Forza de Argo and Savoca. See the famous Bar Vitelli where Michael Corleone asked Abolonia's father for her hand in marriage. Next, on to beautiful Palermo for three more nights before flying home. Rome and Sicily, what a great customized trip. A Perillo Tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. So call today, 1-800-431-1515. That's one 800 431 Three one one five one five, or go to perillotours.com.
9: We have a silly
3: love song song. I know there's got to be a reason for this one, Alex Garrett. In
4: 1976, on this day, it went number one, and I believe it stayed for five straight weeks. How cool is that? Wow. In the United States. Was it
3: Paul McCartney only, or was it... Paul
4: McCartney and the Wings. And the
3: Wings, which I didn't even know that was Paul McCartney and the Wings. Wow, we, we have had a pretty fun and exciting show today. Informative, too, right? We I really mean... have. We had Padre Lu Dalla, our criminal defense expert, talking about the Brian Koberger Idaho for Idaho brutal murder trial. Uh, and da- Not trial, arraignment that happened today. Um, trial coming up in October. We had Drew Davis, Concierge Sales Network of New York, talking about hotels and what's going on with the migrants and the homeless and all of that, what's going on with the hotel industry. He'll come back and join us. We had Motor Monday with Lauren Fix. And now I get to end the show with you, my friend Alex. We also had Sam Bellino. Yeah, and we And congratulations did. to, in general, Salem Media for the kudos that they received today. I'm so excited
4: about the award. And you know what? If you miss any of this, you can listen on the podcast after the show. So Absolutely. a lot to catch up on. What I love with Padre Lou real quick is that he fleshed it out for us. I didn't know he why did. the judge himself entered the no guilty plea. But I wouldn't have known that he, either. He sh- he told us all. So it's been a busy weekend, by the way. Uh, I don't know how the theater web. Yeah, but give I know- me some sports. You had Mets and Yankees playing, right? Mets swept the Indians this weekend, and the Yankees swept the Reds. Yankees on the road uh, comeback Home to face Baltimore, but it was a great weekend for uh, for the Yankees and Mets, and that's great because Memorial did Day weekend around the corner. I did not get to you go didn't this go. weekend. You going to but... go
3: this weekend for Memorial Day?
4: Yes, that is the hope. Uh, the okay, Yanks play the Padres, so I'll and have I know to be the there.
3: basketball is still happening because my doorman Alex he talks about it with everybody every single day. What is None it of Alex our New York teams. I guess are in we it, just though. like
4: anybody named Alex like sports. I guess so, so. It's
3: still basketball and it's still hockey right now, isn't it?
4: Hockey, yes, and uh, so the Panthers are up two nothing. Uh, stars and Golden Knights on the west side of things. And then for the for NBA, the Celtics are down 3 nothing. How wild is that? Jimmy Butler and the Heat. So we'll see what happens. All
3: right. So how much longer do we have those two games, the, the hockey and the um, basketball?
4: Well, we got a couple games left. Actually, tonight the Nuggets might eliminate the Lakers. How about that? Ooh, so we got to see if that might. happens. There's the keyword. Well, Arthur
3: Idala will be back with us tomorrow on Tuesday for Times Square Tuesday with Tom Harris. So we are very excited to have Arthur back. Anything happening in birthdays today? Yeah. You did yeah. A, great, a great list in in lieu of our Sambolino today. Apollo Anton Ono, for those of you who know Olympic ski speed skater, and tennis star Novak Djokovic. Those Djokovic are the two that stand out for me. In addition to Wagner, for those of you who like the German composer, he was a conductor, a composer. Wow. He would have been 210 That's today. That's right. So
4: That's I'm sure those cool. that enjoy Wagner are celebrating his 210th birthday. Today, Wagner.
3: Right? Isn't it Wagner? Wagner, yes. Wagner or Wagner. I'm I'm part German on my dad's side. Which is pretty cool. All right, what are you taking us out with today, Alex? We're going to take a little bit with Rachel Platten because I know you wanted that. I wanted some inspirational music today. And I hope you all have a very safe Monday ride home. It's gorgeous weather, it's like 70 or 80 degrees today. It's going to be gorgeous all week. So hopefully, we will enjoy this weather while you're driving home every night this week, listening to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Thank you so much for joining us
9: i miss missing home. There's a fire burning in my bones. I still believe. Yeah, I still believe.